If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everyone, and welcome back to episode 79 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. We are closing in on 80 here, and it is yet another two-man crew day. Take a wild guess here. who the other man is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take a wild guess. I am Noah, joined as always by Adam. Adam, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We don't get any post Raider game depression, Brian. Although <laughs> that game, I think, is still going. It was a late window game. Ah, they're losing. It's kind of expected, but <laughs> no, nah, it's 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 going good over here. Free agency has kicked off. I mean, as kicked off as it really can be this early on. But uh, yeah, already some at least interesting decision stuff has happened. So. Yeah, for sure. Brian is fine. He's just living living it up at a wedding right now. Um, so hope he's having some fun. But yeah, I got a fun podcast today. We got uh, a bunch of news to break down, go over. And then at the end of the show, a few little questions, little games, stuff like that. And then we're going to finish up the show with uh, a couple Christmas wish, a uh, couple Christmas wishes, one for our team and one for another team. Um, but before I get to any of this news, I got something that's been on my mind this week. Yeah. So, Adam, say you are an owner of a team. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you win the World Series. Yeah. What's your first move, you think? Mm, my first move? Yeah, first move. Dang, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe not fire anybody important. <laughs> That's interesting because to me, I think I'd want to fire my GM and like immediately after. Yeah, so, yeah, that real, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Part quote unquote part ways. Yes, part part ways. The uh, oh. the uh, terminology that belies that it is a mutual agreement, which I mean, maybe it is, but I doubt it. Yeah, it was. I don't know. That's like the news that I feel like is the biggest news of the week. Uh, there's been a, some other stuff. It's Astros uh, not extending, parting ways, kind of firing, offering just a one-year contract for to James Click after he uh, has done a fantastic job with this organization. And I think with both Click and Dusty, a lot of things get thrown around where it's like oh yeah well they stepped into the easiest job not when the when both of them had to step into their jobs not everyone was exactly chomping at the bit to work in houston it was right at the yep. end of that scandal you had to deal with a lot of stuff there was some other stuff just beyond cheating going on in that front office that was sketchy and uh those are two guys that have really you know Righted the ship in Houston and brought a ton of success and 
you know, especially with Click, set up the team for some long-term success as well. So you just love for him to not be rewarded for that. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, hey, wow, you know how like we're like we did like a really good job betting on our players. You know, got guys like uh, Pena, and uh, you know, you really built up a solid World Series team. We don't really want you anymore, though. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and like I guess this was just a known thing going into it that people were like, "Yeah, I think the owner wants to move on from Click," and it's like, why? It's, I don't know. I just doesn't hey, like him. <laughs> they did. Hey, they did bring back Dusty though. For, yes, for a year. Yes, for a year, which is good. Which is good. You do like to yeah. see that. But yeah, interesting to see where Click goes from here. Um, no idea. I haven't heard. I haven't looked into it much, but I'm sure. I well, no idea. I, I'm sure someone's open to it. There's some front office position somewhere. Yeah, you know, off the top of my head right now, someone that would, I think, really benefit from a James Click, the old Los Angeles Angels. Uh, hey, that wouldn't yeah. be bad. Would yeah, not learning. be against that. Because, yeah, the the Astros obviously have those big guys, but then they know how to get better at the margins a little bit, you know? Just, you know, really stretch things out. And I think that's exactly what the Angels need because they got the big guys. They just need to be able to get some more impact uh, from from the the schmediums the rest, well. The rest of the roster. But, yeah, um, great to see Dusty Baker back, as we mentioned as well. Uh, any other thing, anything else you'd like to mention, uh, in Houston well I mean we've had some other sort of interesting little Houston moves uh Trey Mancini Will Smith and Verlander have all either opted out or or not been given options or options weren't exercised so that's three pretty major free agents out of Houston um that'll be pretty interesting to see where they go um Verlander I could totally see resigning but Mancini and Smith, who knows? Yeah, I think I don't think the Astros are going to offer Verlander multiple years. And I think if another team offers him full years, I think he might go somewhere else. Uh, Could be. That's just me. But we'll 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 certainly find out. And then uh, in terms of signing, uh, the Astros signed Rafael Montero to a contract extension, a big one too, especially for a reliever. Three years, $34.5 million. Love to see it. I mean, that that, that bullpen was instrumental in, in this World Series run. So pay your, pay your guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a little interesting because Montero is at 32 and hasn't exactly had a long string of great years, but they must be confident with what they're seeing from him uh uh at the end of that stretch but yeah three years 34 and a half million i was a little surprised by that but you know good for old montero yeah although i do want to bring up one other reliever contract i know we briefly brought up the uh edwin diaz uh re-signing did you see the like additional terms that came out with this thing i did not he will be getting Diaz will not be fully paid on this contract until 2042. Solid. 
like it's super weird so they're the mets are deferring a whole bunch of money from like 2023 2024 2025 like like consecutive years and they're deferring them super far down the road so like he's getting like 2.6 million dollars in 2040 and 2042 like it's so weird yeah i mean why wouldn't you want to do that though like you know no i i love it It, it's funny it's sort of a i mean it it is in a a way a win-win right like diaz is making enough money now that he's probably pretty comfortable and that just gives you even more way later down the road um and then for the mets like you defer pretty much all of his contract money for the next couple of years and now you've got room to spend even more yeah, which I think mean, is just exactly like you said, a win-win. I know some players want their money now, but it's like, I don't know, especially talking from a average Joe here, it's like, yeah, I'll take, you know, $10 million or whatever a year and just, just give me money forever. Give me a couple million dollars. Yeah, shade, shades of, uh, was it Bobby Benilla? Yes. <laughs> like, is still being paid? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, smart man in my book. Um, yeah and yeah, especially if you want to i want to play on a winner well defer those payments still get paid your money right and get to give your team a little bit more flexibility so i think it's that's a great deal both ways um trey mancini will smith uh had some good years in the past not exactly the most exciting pieces but could be some impact uh players in the 2023 season for sure absolutely um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess staying with, uh, some playoff teams, uh, as we expected old Clayton Kershaw back with the Dodgers on a one-year deal. I know Boy, bar- uh, barely a playoff team though, <laughs> barely indeed. <laughs> um, I know, uh, some people were thinking maybe he's going to get a little multi-year deal now that we've no. seen some pitchers uh you know pitching like verlander into their 40s uh but i i don't know just with kershaw's injury history i think it was always going to be a one-year thing maximize that value and yeah yep i don't think any numbers have come out on what that deal is um but considering that like it's clayton kershaw probably pretty good (laughs) probably a cool like 20 plus yeah I see Fangraphs has um the like estimation at twenty million dollars. One year twenty million dollars. We'll see what it actually is. I know they um oh no, that wasn't this year. That was a previous year. They didn't offer him the qualifying offer, but I think that was just out of like we know you're gonna make more than the qualifying offer, so we're not even gonna buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah so uh shot back. That's uh I mean, God, it would I know we bring this up sometimes with certain players, but Kershaw would look so wrong in a different uniform. No doubt. Like, Absolutely just no incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it would just... Uh, like, I... Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it would ever be any getting used to that. Be like Jordan in the Wizards. Ugh, yeah. Didn't... I mean, those Wizards jerseys... And those didn't, on, they didn't on help. anyone yeah <laughs> on anyone 
weren't exactly a good like uh oh, especially man. mj but um yeah speaking of, we we mentioned montero a little bit um another big reliever extension uh from a, a playoff performer though most noted for the one time he didn't do his job in the playoffs. <laughs> Robert Suarez, a five-year, $46 million extension with the Padres. I mean, what a deal for Robert Suarez. Been like from zero to hero. Was, you know, really trying to find himself. Not even sure if he'd be pitching anymore. And then, boom, he's got it. Um, yeah. Pitched great in the playoffs. Obviously gave up the bomb to Bryce, but... Had a phenomenal run in the playoffs. And also, you go back, watch that Bryce Harper at bat. Right before the home run, Robert Suarez throws a nasty, perfect changeup that Bryce Harper just Bryce Harpered on. It was just like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Yep. And then look, fastball low and away. Not a bad pitch. Bryce just goes oppo taco because he's that guy. Um so it's not even like in that situation, Suarez really choked, but um yeah just from i didn't follow much in the regular season but in the playoffs just looked great um though i didn't realize this 32 years old yeah uh he had a kind of weird like he's had a weird career <laughs> mm -hmm. um he played in mexico for a little bit or uh and then like had some a little bit of triple a experience and otherwise like this was his first year in the majors at 32 and then immediately gets that five-year extension like that's got to feel good so definitely an interesting piece for this Padres uh this Padres bullpen so I, I'm I'm looking forward to it yeah I think the five years is maybe a little aggressive but I love the message that this is sending to not just I mean to every everyone in that organization like to the other players, it's like, yeah, you do your thing. We're going to look after you. To the scouts that found Suarez, it was like, good job. We trust you. You know, to the player development coaches, it's like, we trust the work that you've done. So we're going to invest in this guy. I just think that this sent good vibes to the already good vibe filled uh, San Diego Padres organization. Mm -hmm. um, though, yeah, like I said, we'll see with that five years starting at age 32 um but hopeful because the dude looks great uh, especially in the playoffs definitely yeah um anywhere in particular you want to go next with this yeah all kinds of places to go we've got a lot of uh names that i think we expected to be free agents uh guys that we expected to opt out bogarts opted out carlos correa degrom uh, Radon have all opted out. So those are a bunch of free agents uh, that I think we all expected to be free agents, but it's the kind of thing where like, you know, you wait for the official news that they opt out of their, you know, their, their option years or whatever and, and see where they go. But, you know, some, some big names to watch for sure. What do you think happens to Bogarts? I don't know. That's tough. Cause it's like, I don't know. I do think he is going to stay, but it is just hard with things have been run. Uh, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. You don't know how much they they are valuing him right now. You mean you heard Heim as soon as offseason hit said, 
the retention process started immediately as in the when the offseason hit and it, which caused everyone to be like well why didn't this start like yeah when you were in training yeah <laughs> when you like at the beginning of the year or like when you were last place in the AL East and you had no chance of playoffs you could have just started then like yeah, that's your was... off season <laughs> yeah and it's just i mean Bogart's and Devers both need extensions uh but especially if Devers doesn't get one at some point it's going to be really frustrating but yeah. Bogart's is the focus right now i do think he's going to stay uh but it's tough i mean i don't know where he would I don't know what the fit is outside of Boston. Yeah, um, that's it'll be weird. <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see a Gold Glove finalist. Uh, <laughs> no, that was a little interesting. Um, <laughs> not that I don't think Bogarts is a bad defender. I just think he's a very average defender. He, he doesn't boot things out there, but he doesn't quite have the same range as other shortstops. Um, and. Uh, but yeah, and I just think with the shift going away as well, uh, other teams are gonna, you know, be more into hey, we want to move you to third base, or hey, we're not gonna give you as much because you don't have that same shortstop range with no shift next year. Um, yeah, obviously, still gonna get a major back, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what he actually ends up getting. Um, but just an absolute, just the best offensive shortstop when you're looking at literally like the last 10 years in baseball which is crazy to think about yeah uh just year after year you know looking at the shortstop silver slugger the al it's like you could almost pencil him in every single year which is crazy to think about with uh obviously is a big name but still how overlooked he does get somehow playing in boston and being a you know super handsome great shortstop (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's it's also the most confusing thing ever that this guy gets overlooked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's kind of the thing of like, you know, he does it year after year. He's super consistent, but like there there just is always like a shortstop here and there that has a remarkable season. And then they kind of overshadow him. It feels like he's in second or third in a lot of people's minds. Whereas like, yeah, you look holistically at at his career and you're like, man, he is uh, he is that guy. <laughs> He's he's absolutely yeah. the one of the best, if not the best, offensive shortstop in the last, you know, good chunk of time. Yeah, but I, I guess uh, to sum things up, I'll give my confidence level that he's going to come back to Boston at a seventy percent. Okay. All we'll right. See as we go forward. Um, but yeah. I just do know that. Uh, if uh, I had it, I had it, the actual it, the exact guy. I don't remember who it is, um, but I just remember being like, "Oh my gosh, no!" This is what's gonna happen if the Red Sox don't end up re-signing uh, Xander Bogarts. They're gonna end up like getting Gene Segura, and then <laughs> it's gonna be so frustrating. It's like, love me some Gene, but it's like that's not Xander. <laughs> uh, that's the wrong yeah. guy. That's the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's my uh, scared prediction, though. Um, but yeah, someone super surprising that he didn't opt out, Eric Hosmer. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, not surprising. You saw that one coming a mile away, but yeah, there's a few, there's a few of these of of like whether you know players that didn't opt out, 
that uh or or got options picked up that were like yep that sounds about right <laughs> yeah though uh one kind of surprising one was uh led zeppelin zach eflin um app opting out because he had a pretty he had a pretty big uh year left but i think maybe he's just he's trying to capitalize on being 29 and getting multiple years uh, so yeah i think that's the thing is like he could he could totally look at it and look at it as from that perspective of man i've got one big year or he could look at it from i can also get like six big years <laughs> yeah um so yeah well it'll be interesting to see what Eflin gets in the open market um but i think one of the bigger surprises of uh free agency so far is jock peterson being offered the qualifying offer nearly 20 million dollars yeah i feel like he's got to take that i do too i know some people are saying yeah well maybe he wants to go, try and go two or three years um you know at 12 to you know however many million a year just to capitalize on the total money but like if i'm jock peterson and i know what i can do i think i'm you know, I'm confident in myself. Obviously, I'm Jock Peterson. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll get, you know, basically 20 million this year and, you know, put up at least a solid, just normal Jock year and then be able to go for like at least two for 24 million right. next year. Well, I, I also think if you're, if you're Jock, you look at it, uh, you know, from, from a perspective too of like this last season from him wasn't phenomenal. I mean, it wasn't like super insane. So you can make more money this upcoming season than you would in a single season from almost any deal you're going to be offered and have a chance to one up your season and get even a, a better return on it when you ent actually enter a contract year. Like, and are actually like on free agency and look and looking for longer term contracts. It feels like a no brainer. Yeah. And. Especially because if you don't take the contract, well, guess what? You're entering the market and also have that draft pick attached to you. So you're kind of limiting your value even more. Might as well make $20 million this year, go back out with no draft pick next year, and like I said, you know, get at least like two for 20, uh, yeah. two for, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, yeah. and if you're the Giants, <laughs> right, you do this for Jock and you see what he does and what he can give you next year. And if he doesn't have that draft pick on him, that's potential better trade value as well. Like, that's something where if the Giants next year are, you know, in a place maybe similar to where they were this year, where it's like, oh, maybe we're not a playoff team. Maybe it is sort of more of a rebuild. That's the kind of person that you have as a, as a large piece to trade away. Yeah, and I mean jock does big things in october and the giants are trying to make a splash or two this offseason or so but they are or at, least, at least they've said they are <laughs> or at least brian has said <laughs> well no i mean the giants have said it the giants have yeah, yeah. that's that's a thing that they said they were like we will not be outbid on aaron judge and it's like okay yeah uh, all right yeah. sure yeah um we'll find out uh, certainly um but Anything else you'd like to add before you, you know, play a little games, ask a few questions? Ooh, I do want to bring up uh, that obviously not all of the awards are out. Do we want to talk about 
the Silver Slugger and Gold Glove winners? Or do we want to wait until next week when we get all of the awards? Because I think this upcoming week is when we'll get like Cy Young and MVPs. Um, We could wait for all the awards and also have Brian here to talk about then we will uh, then we will hold off but maybe if we talk bring up a name and we know that they're a silver slug winner we'll throw that in there right now for sure (laughs) Um, but a few fun games right here little questions to ask then as we mentioned ending the episode off with some Christmas wishes Mm -hmm. but here's the question I have for you there are two of like the big big name free agents who um Fangraphs has uh, 2023 projected war to be higher than their 2022 war. Okay. What are those two like free agents? And these are the big names. So I'm not talking Mitch Hanniger here, who is sure. Yeah. Uh, well, like, two of the biggest name free agents. One of them's an easy one in my head because one of them has to be Degrom. Yes. Because Degrom was out for like most of the year. <laughs> It felt yes, like he's projected to more than double his war. Twenty twenty two, he still had a two point two war. He's projected which, at a which five point five, which is nuts considering how little he played. Yes, um, <laughs> that's <let's>, absurd. Yeah, as <laughs> a dude who in twenty twenty two, how many starts did he? He made eleven starts and got two point yeah. two war. That's yeah, dumb. <laughs> Chris, Chris Bassett had a two point seven war. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. insane. Johnny Cueto um, two point four. <laughs> Yeah, and other than that, of top top projected war, I mean, you have to it have to be a, t- a top player who is underperforming. Correa, yes, Jacob hey. Degrom, Carlos Correa, both projected to exceed their twenty twenty two war uh, in twenty twenty three. I could see that. I could. I mean, obviously, Degrom. That's probably the more no brainer one. I think. Obviously, just because projections assume a healthy season. Um, But yeah, Correa definitely was like not, boy, the Twins are going to look back on that and be like, that that sucked. (laughs) That was, hmm. (laughs) I mean, still a solid year 4.4, but he is projected to exceed that with the 5.1 war year in 2023. But yeah, I I mean more that the twins are going to look at it like, you know, they spent big on a massive free agent and then missed playoffs entirely. Yeah. And not only did you miss playoffs, then he just opted out and left. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) that... Or resigned a big deal. (laughs) Hmm. I'm going to lean towards probably that's not what happens. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's stick with those big names. um, And I'll ask you. Yeah. Which of the big name free agents are you most confident, like in regards to holding up their end of that big contract, their baseball value, putting up the numbers year after year? Who do you think is going to make that their big contract uh, contract worth the most? Um, hmm. I'll throw out some of the I have, what I consider the big I, names. I have two that that immediately I think jump to mind that I think are probably going to be worth their contracts that are near the top, or at least I'm assuming are near the top. Give it to me, Carlos Rodon. Okay. And. Dansby Swanson. 
Wow. Wow. Interesting. Dansby Swanson, one of the big guys with projected the uh, biggest dip in war going right. into 2023. I, yeah. I think that Swanson, I, I think obviously had an amazing season. Swanson was really, really good. Even if he regresses, I mean, we were, we'd sort of talked about obviously Xander Bogarts being, you know, that kind of offensive shortstop and really, really good. I think that Dansby, even if he regresses, I think he remains super solid offensively for you. Um, and like, I think he, I think he is worth whatever kind of contract he, he ends up getting. Yeah. And I, I'll go a kind of another route with Swanson as well. I think even though he had, uh, out of all the free agents, the second best, uh, season, according to war, um, I think because of the longer track record with him as being more of a really good player as opposed to a star, uh, I do think he's just going to get a little bit less than the other shortstops in his class, yes. like Trey Turner, Xander, that, and Correa. That also kind of like bleeds into why I think he will be worth what he gets paid. Is like I so, don't yeah. think he gets paid. I don't think he's the kind of name that is going to pull a contract that is like exorbitantly above what he's worth you know like like a big name like Correa kind of did <laughs> yeah I mean um it's interesting when I just thought about that without looking at any numbers the first thing that came to my mind was Trey Turner I was just like okay yeah Trey Turner's just a baller goes out I think he's gonna get a huge bag but just is really gonna show it day in and day out that he's worth it um, but then I looked a little closer and big dip in the OPS this year, still a silver slugger winner, but went from the nines to like just above 800 uh, this year. Um, though, uh, you know, you, you got to stay confident in Trey. He's athletic. He can move around the all over the baseball field. Uh, great player, still really confident in him. Um, but yeah, I like the, uh, I, the uh, Dansby shout, kind of looking at it at a different angle. Um, yeah, I think I'll go Trey Turner. And you know what? <laughs> this is, I feel like this is kind of cheating. But I'll go, <laughs> I'll go Justin Verlander because it's not going to be as long of a deal. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. If it gets to that three to four years, then maybe I'll regret that a little bit. But. <laughs> I think for one or two years, I still believe in JV. Could you imagine if Verlander pulls like a four-year contract? <laughs> Be ridiculous. But, well, the guy that I also said that I think totally could and probably will pull that kind of length of a contract is Redon. And I think he would, I think he'll be absolutely worth it. Um, he, I mean, he started off, he started off last season with the Giants on unbelievably good. Um, he had, I think, the hottest start by a Giants pitcher ever. And that's not exactly a, a ball club that uh, has bad pitching historically. Um, you know, he, he finished with a sub-3 ERA. He had an awesome, awesome season. He's a free agent. Whoever pays him, they're, they're going to get some good value out of that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, in terms of length, I know it's a bit of injury con concerns with Rodon, um, but Hopefully, you know, last year he's, I mean, last year was really solid all the way through. So hopefully he's, you know, figured out himself a little bit more, figured out what his body needs. Um, and, you know, is able to give himself that. Um, but, you know, we're, 
we're a very positive podcast. Uh, now we gotta <laughs> we gotta turn it to the negative just for a second. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been the worst signing or extension so far, or what will we look back as? Okay, I was gonna say there really hasn't been very many. <laughs> it's not really yeah. many, and none of them are like like bad. <laughs> not not truly. Um. Man, what will be the one that ends up being the worst? Man, I mean, that's tough. I don't know. Do you have a good answer to this? I'll say Rafael Montero. That could end up being mm. bad. And then you're looking back and you're saying, we're giving this guy $11.5 million a year in his, you know, in his mid-30s and maybe something happens. Uh also, you know, we could take that same route with the Robert Suarez contract, though, with less AAV. Mm -hmm. But like five years to this, you know, 32 year old, both of them, uh, not five years, but both 32 year old relievers who haven't exactly shown several good years, kind of more of just recent uh, success. And we are giving them some pretty big extensions. I think those are definitely my answers. Yeah. That's fair. I'm looking through. I'm trying to see of who who I could think of getting signed that that ends up being a bad one. I don't know. Some of these are tough because obviously some of these guys may just not even get signed. <laughs> like it's hard to hard to really pitch it. I'm not sure. I mean, can I just say Korea for <laughs> the twins again? <laughs> Okay, yeah, and just not? be like, and just be like, like just make more fun of the of the twins for kind of, I don't know. It feels like they fumbled that entire thing, but at the same time, I don't really blame them for at least trying. Yeah, I mean, I think the other uh, signing that's already happened that has the biggest potential, obviously, to be ugly though, I'm, especially for the first few years of it, I'm not exactly uh, lacking confidence. Is definitely the Edwin Diaz, big money. Yeah, that's the biggest money that's one. That's so true. Far, so that is a big one money one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, could also could also say you know maybe a similar thing for Robert Suarez, where obviously right now, you know he he gives you one really solid season and then you extend him for five and that's nice, but that's a guy with a, a pretty limited major league experience, yeah. um, who's already in his thirties. That's eh, it's potentially not great. Um, yeah. I haven't like looked into him any further, but like, has he ever had something like Tommy John or anything like that? Like, th that's you know a very common thing that knocks a pitcher out for like eighteen months. You know, yeah, that, that's some good questions. That's kid. the kind of thing where if you lean on Suarez a whole bunch and he ends up needing that kind of surgery, like, ooh, now he's coming back from Tommy John in his mid to late thirties. That's not ideal. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, not could, ideal. Could see something like that. Um, but I am thankful that we're having some more movement. I'd like just remember that we had the lockout last off season. Yeah, yeah, we were super dead for a while. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, glad for a normal year, um, normal off season. But now we got some. Got to write. We got to start writing our letters to Santa. I think we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're going to revisit this a few times. I know Brian's definitely going to want to hop on this train too. Um, but, you know, it's 
before Thanksgiving still, but you got to start the Christmas wish list early. You got to give Santa some time at the North Pole. <laughs> you got to give his elves time to get out there, throw some offers out to these free agents, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but for our Christmas wish list here, uh, we're going to throw out one player that re- we really wish to have on our team. And then yep. another player that we'd like, ju- we just think it's a good fit somewhere else. Or maybe it's one of our second favorite teams or mm-hmm. just, you know, just a good fit. Um, mm. I'll start uh, with uh, the old Red Sox. Um, I would love the Red Sox to see, uh, to go out and get Brandon Nimmo. Okay. Brandon Nimmo, uh, been one of my favorite players ever since he came up and is just solid. Uh, and a great, really solid defender out there. One of the sneaky best leadoff hitters in baseball gets on base like crazy. Also has some pop. I think he would have a great uh, Fenway Park swing. I mean, he can pull the ball too, but he, he just he's just a good, hard-nosed, very smiley baseball player. Um, had a 5.4 fan graphs war in 2022. And it's projected with uh, here. Let me see one. He's t- he's projected for uh, tied for fourth in projected WAR in, uh, for the twenty twenty three season. Projected to have the same WAR as Trey Turner in twenty twenty three. Be ahead of Bogarts, Rodon, and Verlander in that way, just because this is a, this is an all around baseball player. He runs the bases. He plays great defense. Gets on base. Hits for some power. And I just think that's a steady presence that the Red Sox could really use. Um, gives them another good left-handed bat and just a, you know, absolutely definitive leadoff hitter, which they haven't had since, well, they had Kike, but he's been injured at times and we'll see, but just having that legit leadoff guy day in and day out, I think would, was really beneficial for them. Obviously, when they had, you know, Mookie, one of the yeah the best ever to do that leadoff thing. Um, so I just think having that again would be really good for them. And I just love Nemo. Yeah, fair. No, I I like Brandon Nemo a lot too. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what kind of money he's pulling. Uh, it says our Fangraph estimates say five years, hundred mil, which is you know go get that hmm. bag, Brandon. I mean, eh, why not? If that's what they're gonna pay you. What about you? Who's who's Santa sending to Toronto? Man, um, I don't really know. It's funny. I think if if the qualifying offer had not happened, I would have said Jock Peterson, um, <laughs> because <laughs> the Jays are in desperate need of lefty bats. Um, but uh, yeah, the Jays are in a weird position where. For the most part, I really think that it was just sort of a comedy of errors that 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 sort of failed them towards the end of the season, and a mix of some some injuries and and losing some important players. Um, but I would love to see the Jays go after just a good, solid relief pitcher. Um, whether it's a veteran or not, I almost don't even care. Um, I could see them signing somebody like Chris Martin to like a one-year deal. Who knows? Um, 
But if we're talking about a name that of just a guy I want to see on the Jays, I would love to see them give a tiny contract to Matt Carpenter. Okay. Um, that gives them a situational lefty bat, whether it's at DH um, or you know maybe you put him at first or something. You know you you could play him out in the field, but you're probably just going to DH him or pinch hit him. But it gives you a situational lefty bat that you know obviously I think had pretty much no expectations when he got picked up by the Yankees and then all of a sudden was like pretty good. Um, and I think that as long as the Jays use him like that, um, that could have so much value for, for a batting lineup that is yes, terrifying, but also does have that pretty glaring weakness sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a good shout when I just looked, brought up the, depth chart for the blue jays as of right now in terms of the lineup the two things that really stood out to me were dh being danny jansen and uh second base being whit merrifield who you know an absolute stud a couple years ago but um you know last year year and a half not quite the same two hit wit as we have been used to seeing. Yeah. Worth uh, worth noting they they will list Danny Jansen as their DH and they do sometimes use him as the DH cuz they switched Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen a lot. Um but the Jays do also play and this is sort of what I'm talking about with like lefty bats. They'll play guys like Rymel Tapia there um or Kevin Biggio there who are yes, lefties. But no, <laughs> not phenomenal bats. Um, Tapia is kind of a weird one. He's he'll like he'll he'll have games where he goes absolutely insane, and then games where he's just completely useless. But um, yeah, Danny Jansen does. You know, he'll, he'll take that DH spot sometimes. But boy, do they need a, a a proper lefty DH bat? I think. Yeah. So I mean, I think carpenter would be a good signing a bit of a risk still just because oh, you know, he didn't get injured at the end of last year um i mean i guess i could see them maybe in the running for an anthony rizzo but it's is guerrero wanting to no come off of first base i don't know is no. rizzo going to be willing to take a dh spot i don't know yeah that, uh, that's a weird uh, that one i don't i don't see that happening yeah, maybe, um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it goes that way. I do love Rizzo, would, though. I'd love to. I mean, it yeah. would be cool. But yeah, I've. But they've. Vladdy has really actually developed into unironically a pretty dang good fielding first yeah. baseman. Like people kind of you know memed on his defensive skill. Uh, you know, back in his rookie season in 2019 and a little bit in 2020 when he was flexing time between first and third. Um, but ever since the Jays said you know no you're not playing third base anymore you're you are playing first and only first and he really focused on it he's good also yeah, doesn't I'd... also doesn't hurt when they got chapman to put it third <laughs> yes no doubt um but no yeah, i think rizzo would also i, I think it'd, i agree with you it'd have to be rizzo agreeing to take a dh role and then occasionally you know giving guerrero a day off at first um yeah but i think the presence that the Blue Jay lineup needs, I think uh, Rizzo's exactly that. You know, patient approach, veteran guy, uh, knows how to situationally hit. Um, but some other names to look out for the left, the the lefties, <laughs> the Jays maybe trying to get 
you know, a better left-handed bat. Uh, maybe a little Josh Bell being that DH too. Obviously yeah. a switch hitter, but a little Obviously, better on the but still, left-handed side. Yeah, still functional and, and yeah, better from from the left-hand side, and also fills that first baseman role if need be. Yeah. So, and then um, maybe if they're looking to upgrade second base, though, I I kind of like the Merrifield Espinal combo, but you know, you could always try and get that clutch gene, a little Gene Segura in there. Why not? Mm. Uh, but now on to the second part of our Christmas wish list that we've named, mainly me as named well over just one name so far. Um, (laughs) here's, I mean, Brian, I hope you're listening right now because I think you're going to be fired up when you hear this, uh, because I know you didn't look at the doc. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but, uh, Dansby Swanson to the to the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> no, definitely not the Guardians, the um but the Seattle Mariners, I just think um there's been some talk about the Mariners getting a Josh Bell or a first baseman and then moving Ty France back to second base, but especially with the new shift rules, I don't want Ty France at second base. Uh I want someone with range. So you could either have Dansby or JP uh wherever you want them with each side of second base, it'll be a great defensive uh, middle infield there. And Dansby just fits that, you know, that vibe of Seattle electric, just hardworking. And um, yeah, I mean, I would obviously like to see the, uh, the Mariners get another solid left-handed bat, but I just think Dansby would be a great fit in Seattle um, and give them, I think, I don't know. I guess I'd say Dansby would be at second base and JP at short, but either way, you know, you're getting a solid middle infielder uh, with Dansby. Yeah, that that's what I, where mm. I want him. I want him in Seattle. Yeah, no, that uh, that would be... I mean, Dansby will be good no matter where he goes, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, Seattle, that would be... Yeah, make Seattle better. Why not? Yeah, I mean, and especially with the... Um, the Astros winning the World Series, not just taking the division, but winning the World Series. Seattle obviously made a huge statement last year. Um, and you know they got swept by the Astros, but none of those games were easy. You gotta, you gotta push forward even further. Um, I mean, you're confident uh, the big wink is gonna have a bounce back year. Uh, big dumper <laughs> is uh gonna continue doing what he's doing. Uh. But you're not as confident in Eugenio continuing that, though I, I feel good. You gotta make some more moves. You know, you gotta you gotta add and you gotta capitalize on the momentum and show the Astros that you're there. Yeah, I agree. All right. I want to see Andrew Benintendi on okay. the Marlins. Oh, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, we've talked a lot about how the Marlins really just desperately need anything on offense. Um, Benintendi's not like, you know, oh, legendary batter, but 
the dude does get on base <laughs> a lot more than most of the Marlins bats. <laughs> and boy, do they need something like that. Um, in fact, hold on. I'm actually looking at it. Has he gotten on base more than actually more than all of their bats? 2022 he was on base 373 yeah he was better than everybody he literally was yeah. on base more than every single marlins player um this last season um marlins also do not exactly have a strong outfield i would love to see them bolster that outfield um i think that benintendi also fits the kind of i don't think he's gonna demand a blockbuster kind of contract from anybody um, he's not the kind of player who's going to get the $100 million deal or anything like that. And we know how gun-shy the Marlins are when it comes to spending a lot of money. Although I would love to see them spend a ton of money. Yeah, go get Aaron Judge for all I care. That'd be sick, too. Um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but I think that Benintendi is the kind of player that the Marlins could actually go for and be willing to spend enough money for um, and would just be an instant drastic improvement for that lineup. Yeah, no doubt. Um, another name kind of in a similar vein and actually an exact name that I was arguing the Marlins <laughs> to get last year, uh, Michael Conforto. Um, yeah. I think uh, Andrew Benintendi, again, a, a little bit more of a proven commodity, obviously not coming off of injury like Conforto is. Uh, but Conforto, I think, a higher ceiling there. Um, yeah, it's another name I think the Marlins should be interested in, you know, taking on a flyer. Um, but, I mean, hopefully, Avisail Garcia is going to turn it around next year because that was him yeah. and Soler was so disappointing. And then Jesus Sanchez, guy had big-time projections going to last year and was just yeah bad, Nothing. just bad. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like all of – like, it, it felt so bad. To, like, obviously, Avisail Garcia, you want to be better. Um. Yeah, Soler was like not good. Brian Dela Cruz not good. Like was in and out of AAA this last season. Like that's a dude who's listed as a starter. He was in and out of AAA. Like get somebody, get anybody, please <laughs> bolster that outfield. Yeah. Get a bat. Get somebody on base because you've got you know like one of the best young one-two punches as far as starting pitchers are concerned in all of baseball, like give them some run support, please. I think I'm starting to realize something. There's a player that last year I disrespected in free agency a little bit. And um, yeah. now this year, I think I just see them being able to fit on literally every single team. <laughs> oh, I already mentioned this guy before. But you're talking about getting on base, being a young team with maybe not the best approach at all times. Get Anthony Rizzo on the bar. Hey, but really, that's not terrible. No, yeah, that's exactly the type of guy they need to mentor Jazz and their young players coming up. Uh, but uh, that would look weird. That would look weird. <laughs> that would look wrong. He would not. He would look weird in a, a Marlins uni. Um yeah, if I can, I do have another wish list one for chaos, oh, for total chaos. Okay. I, <laughs> you might not like this. Oh, maybe you, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, no, you I, wouldn't like I this. I also want to say, prepare yourself, we should give uh, a wish list item for the Giants Oh, as well. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> this isn't for the Giants. Um, yeah. This is for the Orioles. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I would love to see them 
get Michael Waka. Orioles get Waka. I honestly wouldn't. I would like seeing that as well. Um, I think that'd be a great fit. Yeah. I mean, he, Orioles. Orioles have some really promising young pitching. Their that starting rotation is super promising. I think if they get, I think if they get another guy, maybe a guy with a little bit more experience. Waka's been around for a while. And go for e- maybe like Eovaldi or somebody if you want to get another Boston guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get a, get a guy with a little bit more major league experience. Like I'm looking at the Orioles starting starting pitching as far as like this depth chart is concerned. Like none of them have been around for more than four years. Get a guy who's 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 you know spent a little bit more time in the majors because Baltimore came out and kind of shocked everybody at the end of the year. I mean, we certainly didn't predict them to be good. Nobody predicted them to be good. And then all of a the sudden they were knocking on the door of playoffs. Um, you know, they, they had a couple of pieces. That's, that's a playoff contending team potentially. Yeah, no doubt. Especially with the full season of Richmond too. Absolutely. Uh, just, yeah. Um, but, now, another for the Giants. Yep. Uh, obviously, we know what the what Brian would say, but I'm not here to tell you what's actually going to happen. Oh boy! All right, what's actually happening in it the might Bay? Be a couple swings and misses, and then before you know it, who do we got on our team? Boom! It's Michael Brantley. Hmm. Which obviously. Uh, great presence but i think hmm. if they end up not getting one of those big guys after saying we're gonna get two and then ending up with brantley yeah that would just be deflating that would be rough hmm who do i think who would i want to see on the giants i mean oh i have a i have a i mean this is a chaos one San Francisco has already come out this offseason saying that they are ready to spend a lot of money. I in a world where they don't get judge, which, you know, possible. I'd argue probable. Trey Turner. Yeah. You have an aging Brandon Crawford. Brandon and I love Brandon Crawford. I think Brandon Crawford is absolutely awesome. And defensively, he is still pretty good. But he had a lightning-in-the-bottle offensive year and then regressed super hard. Man, if you're willing to spend that kind of money and get a shortstop, you can get Trey Turner. I think that's a great that's a great move. Um, Brian would love it, but then also not know how to feel at the same time. Right, because um, <laughs> you get a Dodger player. <laughs> yeah, well, and also just the whole Crawford conundrum yeah, as well. Yeah, what would what do you what do you do with Crawford at that point? Um, yeah, I love that signing. As I mentioned, I feel really confident in Trey Turner and his value throughout a big contract. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a great move for the Giants. And the, the Giants have even said like, we might even you know we're going for two big splashes. We're not just going for Judge. So Judge and Turner. Do, could you imagine? That's a wish list right there. That's I hope I hope Brian's been a good boy this year. Boy, oh boy, that's a half billion dollar wish list right there. That's <laughs> that's a Texas Rangers sized wish list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you got anything else? Uh not really. I'm I'm just looking forward to more free agency news. Although I, I imagine obviously unlike last year where we didn't 
you know, where we last where he didn't get anything because we were locked out. I think it'll be a little more of a drip feed of of free agency stuff. You know, obviously last season it was kind of a whole lot of nothing, and then floodgates. <laughs> so yes. I I, uh, I have a feeling we'll we'll have a little more consistent news this time around, um, which uh, which should be fun. I'm also really looking forward to uh, throughout this week. We get award winners. Um, who gets Cy Young? Who gets uh, MVP? Um, is it Otani or do they get it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> indeed um but yeah next week we'll be able to break down those awards brian might be back uh Who hopefully knows? We'll some more for- and yeah we'll be here talking about stuff maybe having some trivia questions and we'll be able to break down jacob de grom to the texas rangers next week uh thank you so much for listening and uh hit us up on twitter and instagram at nonstop bb pod we got the account back baby we did it out of jail later